listen to my voice and feel its warmth as it flows into your mind. Episode 32 of Erotic Hypnosis, Tales of Evelina. I am the hypnotic goddess, Mistress Evelina, and this week's episode features a story called Judging Evelina. The story was written in 2004 by my hypnoslave, and that is the date of the original copyright. This audio recording is copyright 2007, all rights reserved. For details, read my official copyright statement at hypnosis.st slash podcasts slash copyright. And although this story itself is entirely fictional, I am a real dominatrix, and you can serve me for real. Just visit my recently redesigned websites, dominatrix.st for live servitude and telephone domination, and hypnosis.st for telephone hypnosis and all of my audio and video hypnosis recordings. And now, judging Evelina. Aren't Paris and Avignon both in France? The court case wasn't going well for Evelina. She had sued a guy who had stolen some of her copyrighted photos and placed them on a porn website and was charging netizens to view them. He seemed to be making a fortune with her photos, but when Evelina had discovered her pictures on his website, she told him to stop using them. He continued. Then she had her lawyers send him a cease and desist order. He continued. Finally, after several unheeded threats and warnings, she had filed a suit against him, and now they were appearing in court. Evelina was very possessive about her ownership of her likeness and intellectual properties, and she had been to court before and had won her cases. But this was a new judge, and things weren't going well. Early in the day, the judge, one Honorable Michael J. O'Mara, announced to the court that in spite of what the law said, he didn't think it was his role, as a judge, to protect the rights of a pornographer such as Evelina seemed to be. Even if someone stole something from her, The First Amendment goes only so far, he mused in open court. In spite of Evelina's objections, he refused to recuse himself from the trial, and the smiles on the defendant's face became broader and broader as the judge kept cutting off the testimony of each of Evelina's witnesses as they tried to deliver their evidence. The lovely blonde leaned over and whispered in her attorney's ear, Get a continuance until tomorrow. I need to gather some new evidence. Then, at Evelina's instruction, her request was delivered to the court, and when lunchtime rolled around, the judge continued the trial until 10 a.m. the next day, with an admonition that he was ready to deliver a verdict, even before the defense attorney presented his case. Another bad sign for Evelina. On her way out of the court, Evelina stopped by the judge's chamber and asked him to see O'Mara. Three burly bailiffs refused to allow her to see him, 
but she was able to read the return address on an envelope sitting on one of the desks in his outer office. It appeared to be the judge's home address. She figured she might be able to persuade him to be more objective if she saw him alone, and his home seemed like the best place. The address was located in a neighborhood that the newspapers had reported when they covered O'Mara's marriage to young, beautiful socialite Avignon Marriott, so she had assumed it was his home. She remembered the wedding ceremony had been held in the backyard of his mansion, situated in one of the more affluent parts of the city. The papers reported it could have been held in one of Marriott's father's hotels, as she and her sister were the only heirs to the hotel year's fortune. But O'Mara wanted the ceremony to be kept relatively small and simple. It turned out to be the perfect marriage for both of them. Avignon, because it showed she had matured from the scattered-brained dits that the tabloids loved to portray her as. And O'Mara, because Avignon's wealth made it possible for the ambitious judge to run for higher office. In fact, after the marriage, every decision he delivered in his court became yet another plank on his conservative political platform to eventually run for higher office. Evelina's case would prove he was against pornography, even if he had to violate the Constitution to stop it. A very popular position these days. The sexy blonde drove to Amara's home and knocked on the door. She was met by his young, beautiful wife, and she was even more beautiful than her photos in the tabloids. She hadn't appeared in them often since her marriage, but before she met Omera, she was often featured in scanty dresses, leaving bars in the company of Hollywood hunks. The media had reported that his wife was twenty years his junior and was a stunning young lady, and jokingly spoke of their May-December romance being the talk of the legal and social communities. But surprisingly, a year had passed, and they were still together. Evelina had done her research on the law and the lawyers when the case was filed, and it looked like now she could take advantage of her due diligence. When O'Mara arrived home, he parked his Porsche 944 in the huge garage and walked into the great room of his house and was stunned by what he saw. There, kneeling before the beautiful blonde woman who was litigating in his court on this very day, was his lovely 26-year-old platinum blonde wife. She was totally naked, and she was kissing Evelina's bare feet. Evelina was dressed in the same sexy business suit she wore in court, her black high-heeled shoes thrown aside near his wife's own crumpled designer clothing. For a few moments, the two blondes didn't even notice that he had entered the room. Then, able to contain his anger no longer, he shouted, What's going on here? Evignan, what are you doing with this... this woman? His gorgeous young wife looked up into Evelina's eyes, then stood up and turned, slowly walking toward her husband. I belong to Evelina now, Mike. I've become her lesbian lover and slave. Our marriage is over. I'll file for divorce in the morning. I'm hers. I'm hers. O'Mara's eyes widened. What? You're a lesbian? After a year of what I thought was a perfect marriage? You never talked about being curious. Why now? Why her? 
God, Evignan, please, say it isn't so. How could a pornographer like her turn you against me? As a knowing smile played on Evelina's lips, Avignon replied, I'm not sure myself. All I know is she came here a couple of hours ago, and with just one look in her eyes, I was filled with desire. Then, without a word, she took me in her arms and kissed me. I could have yelled for help or activated the alarm, but as I looked deep into her eyes, I just... just couldn't. I had never had a sexual experience with another woman before, but I knew, right that moment, that I would be her sex slave forever. She touched my cheek with her warm, erotic fingertips. Then she put her finger in my mouth and I sucked on it. It was so hot. She kept looking into my eyes. Then she forced me down to my knees and I stayed there. That's where I belong when I'm with her, you know. Then she lifted her skirt and made me look at her beautiful pussy, and I knew I was defeated. Any thought of resisting her or calling for help was gone. I licked and kissed and nibbled on her pussy, and it was more delicious than any champagne I have ever tasted. Then she took me. No, she ravished me. And then I belonged to her. I'm her sex slave now. I want her. And I need her. Please, Mike, just go away. I don't want you anymore. I just want Evelina. You just met her and you went down on her just like that? O'Mara whined. We went out for months and you never did anything like that with me. And since the wedding, you never want to do it when I ask. She didn't ask, stupid. She made me. And she knew I would give in to her. She just knew. She saw something deep inside me that she wanted, and she just took it. She is so much stronger than me. Or you. And I responded, just like the weak little slut that I am. I'm her slut now. Get out. My lawyer will send over the papers in the morning. Now leave, please. Just get out of my house. O'Mara was stunned. Divorce? Her house? They had moved into his house. Now she wanted it? A million questions streamed through his mind. How could the woman he loved betray him so suddenly? How could she become a lesbian without him having any clue about it? Would she really get his house in the settlement? He loved her. He couldn't run for office without her fortune helping him. He thought this was going to drive him crazy. Evelina snapped her fingers, then pointed to the floor in front of her. The willowy blonde turned her back to her husband and walked to her new owner. She knelt down in front of Evelina, just on the spot the dominatrix was pointing to, and started to kiss her toes like before. Oh, Mikey! The sensual blonde laughed softly as Avignon licked her feet. Would you like to talk a little bit about this before Avignon tosses you out on your ass? Evelina absently ran her fingers through the kneeling woman's hair as she spoke to the confused jurist. Is this some kind of a joke to you? Ruining my marriage? Turning my wife into some lesbian slut slave? Talk a little bit. O'Mara fumed. Oh, don't get so excited. You don't really think I'm going to play house with this naked wench, do you? It's fun to lead these little rich suburban housewives astray and then turn them into obedient little slut toys. But I get tired of it and them fast. 
You can have her back, if we can work out some sort of deal about my trial. O'Mara's shoulders dropped in a subconscious sign of his defeat. He considered all his options, then said, Okay, let's talk. Stay, the blonde dominatrix commanded, and Avignon immediately rose to her knees and interlaced her fingers behind her neck. Her eyes took on a blank and lost look as she assumed this traditional position of abject slavery. Only five words escaped her full red lips. Yes, mistress, I will obey. Evelina walked over to the couch and luxuriously reclined. Please, Mikey, make yourself at home, she said as she patted the cushions on the plush sofa next to the place where she sat. Don't worry. You can speak freely in front of our little blondie. This is a private conversation. Avignon can't hear us. I've given her a hypnotic suggestion that when she is in the stay position, she can only hear my voice. Omera's eyes widened. Hypnosis? I thought that was just some kind of kinky fictional part of your porn site. Did you really hypnotize my wife? That's a silly question, isn't it, Mike? Was she a lesbian when you left for work today? Has she ever posed nude for you like this? She said as she glanced to the sexy blonde kneeling submissively on the floor. The question is, do you want your wife back? If I want, I can keep her just like this forever. I can play with her mind and her body as long as I want her. And she'll follow my every instruction. She'll divorce you. She'll tell the press you tried to force her to go to sex clubs. She'll do anything I say to ruin your political career. And of course, I don't think you have the resources to even run without her financial assistance. Think about it. Think hard. Do you want her back? The judge looked over at his naked wife, posed in her suggestive position, and licked his lips. Of course I do. I really do love her. But all the things you said to me are true, too. What do you want from me? Good boy. All I want from you is for you to do your job and follow the law in my copyright case. The law is very clear that anyone who steals intellectual property can be tried criminally or civilly, and I want to stop this guy from using my pictures and stories, and I want to send a message to anyone else that it makes no sense to try to steal from me. I know exactly why you wanted to decide the case in his favor, but we can spin it so that you look like the conservative good guy in this case. But you must find in my favor. Agree? And your pretty little blonde socialite wife is yours again. Disagree, and you can stay a few minutes more and watch us go at it, here on the floor of what will soon be her house. Capite? Mike looked from Evelina to his wife, and slowly back again. I'll do whatever you want. It doesn't seem like you leave me much of a choice, but can I ask you a favor? Evignan has always been such an independent girl. Can you teach me some of your hypnotic suggestions so I can make her do things like that, too? He said, nodding toward her naked, compliant figure. 
A knowing smile crossed Evelina's face as she nodded. Of course. Just watch, and I'll show you exactly how I hypnotized your wife, and just what you can do with someone when they're under your hypnotic control. She doesn't have any memories of what happened here except those I've given her. And, Your Honor, if it makes you feel any better, I didn't really ravish her. I just implanted the memory of it to taunt you so you would give in to me. But I can make her do anything I want. Watch. Evelina got up from the sofa and walked over to the mantel of the huge fireplace and took a silver candlestick from it. Then she slowly walked back across the room to the dining area and sat down at the table, placing the candle in the center of the table and lit it. O'Mara's eyes never left her as she did so. She gestured to the judge to have a seat across from her and snapped her fingers and pointed at the hypnotized blonde. Come over here, my pet, and sit down on this chair right next to your mistress. Only you and I are in this room, and you can hear only my voice. Then she lightly patted the chair at the end of the table. Avignon sat down as ordered and responded in a dull voice. I hear only your voice, mistress. Mike's breathing quickened, seeing his wife in such an obedient, subservient condition. It excited him. And he looked forward to being in control of her like this. Evelina looked at Mike and smiled. This is how I did it. Watch closely and learn. This is how I can put anyone into a submissive hypnotic trance. She gestured gracefully with her hands, drawing Avignon's eyes to the candle as her husband watched, fascinated. Look at the candle, my pet. Watch the flames flicker and be fascinated by the dancing flame. Look closer and closer. You can't take your eyes off the flame. Gaze deeper and deeper into the flame and relax. Let the flame take you away from all worry and strife. Look deeply into the flame and relax. Deeper, deeper. Listening to my voice, wanting to obey my voice, needing to obey my voice, gazing at the flame. Evelina's mesmeric voice flowed like honey, washing over Avignon and Mike. Avignon, clearly powerless to resist, was clearly going deeper into trance, and continued to follow Evelina's instructions helplessly. But the hypnotist glanced over at her husband and noted that the soft, compelling tone of her voice was lulling him into a relaxed state as well. She turned her head so she was looking straight into the eyes of the unexpecting jurist. Continue to look closely at the flickering flame mic.
But now, raise your eyes so you can see the reflection of the dancing flame in my deep green eyes. Look up into my eyes. That's right, Mike. You are doing so well. Just look into my eyes and see the flame. Still so compelling and relaxing. Gaze deeper into my eyes. You can see the flame even better if you just look deeper into my eyes. Deeper, deeper. Watch it flicker in my eyes. You can't look away from my eyes. Gaze deeper and deeper. Relax and look at the flame. Just like Avignon did. You wanted to know how she fell under my spell. And now you are learning. As you listen to my voice, you are falling under my power as well. Look into my eyes, deeper, deeper. Evelina could sense he was unable to look away. His eyes were frozen by her hypnotic stare, and she opened them a bit wider to focus all her hypnotic power on the rapidly weakening judge. She commanded him to gaze deeper, and he could not resist. He had fallen into her trap. Good boy. It feels so good to obey my commands, doesn't it? It feels so good to be under my control. Just like Avignon, I own both of you, and it makes you both feel so good, doesn't it, Mikey? Yes. He whispered, now feeling as if he were actually falling into Evelina's deep green, irresistibly hypnotic eyes. As you listen to me now, you know you must obey my every command. You trust me, and you know everything I tell you is the truth. And you know you are just like your wife, totally and completely. Under my spell, helpless to resist any command I give you, so anxious to obey me, obey and serve me, to obey and serve your mistress, Evelina, obey.
and serve. Obey. Obey. Mike nodded his agreement, but his eyes never left Evelina's. You trust me so completely now, my pets, and you will do just as I say. I'm going to count down from five to one, and with each number, you will grow sleepier and more helpless and compliant. With each number, you will become more and more enslaved to me, my little Mikey. Just like your wife, my totally obedient slave. Five, eyes heavier and heavier, more obedient, more compliant. Eyes so heavy, hard to keep them open, but it is so hard. To tear yourself away from my gaze, so you keep staring deeper and deeper. For so hard now, so hard to stay awake as you fall into my eyes, helpless, powerless. Knowing it is your role to obey my every command, but so, so sleepy, too weak to resist my power, falling under my spell. Three. Your eyes are too heavy to keep open now, but you continue to stare into my deep, hypnotic green eyes. They are so beautiful, and you are helpless to resist my power. So helpless, so helpless. Helpless. Too, too weak to resist the sleepiness washing over you. You know you must surrender to me. You can't resist the power of my eyes. Helpless to resist. Helpless. To resist the power of my eyes, so tired, so sleepy, and when I command you to sleep, you will fall into a deep, obedient, hypnotic sleep, totally under my control. One. No longer able to even try to resist. You are mine now. Eyes falling closed. Sleep for me now. Mike, Avignon, sleep. 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 She snapped her fingers 
and both the hypnotized slaves sitting at the table fell asleep. Their eyes slammed shut, and they sat, helpless, awaiting commands from their new owner. Totally hers, completely under her power. Avignon, stand up, right here. Evelina gestured toward the center of the room. Mike, my pet, I want you to stand up too, but take off all your clothes. I want you to be naked like your pretty little wife. The judge, so in charge in his courtroom, now was unable to do anything except obey Evelina's commands. He stood and ripped off his clothes and dropped them to the ground. Now, go over to her and kneel down, the mesmerist commanded. And the helpless judge obeyed immediately. He walked to the center of the room and fell to his knees, eye level with his blonde wife's naked pussy. Mikey, you misunderstood. Avignon, turn around. The sexy blonde turned around so her ass cheeks were only inches from Mike's face. This is how all men should treat women. They should be ready at all time to kiss their lovely asses. Mike, you will get great pleasure from kissing your wife's sexy ass. Do it now. Still powerless to resist, he began to lick kiss and worship the beautiful cheeks so close to him. Even in his deeply hypnotized state, his cock began to grow. The closeness of his wife was so erotic to him. Evelina slowly walked in a circle around the married couple, lecturing them on what their life would be like now that they were under her erotic spell. I have many women who love and worship me, Avignon. But men worship them. And that's how it will be from now on. You know, my dear girl, that you are in love with your mistress, Evelina. And occasionally, she will visit you and allow you to worship her. But here, in your house, you are the mistress. Mike will be your slave from this moment forward. He will do just as you command. And, Mike, you may have thought that you wanted Avignon to do as you said, but now you understand that it is you who is the slave. You were born to kneel before her and worship her ass, to be her puppet. As she continued to circle, Evelina watched as the two became more and more excited, Mike's tongue probing Avignon's rosebud and licking her cunt as he continued to worship her moistening ass. Listen to me, my pets. Listen carefully, and remember all I command. Avignon, you want Mike to run for political office, and you will support him in any way you can including financially, and you will act as his dutiful wife when you are in public. But at home, he is your slave to do anything you command. 
anything. And, Mikey, you will continue to serve as a judge, but when the chance comes for you to run for senator, you will do so, and you will campaign tirelessly. You want all the power and prestige the office will give you. But when you are alone with your young, beautiful wife, it is she who will rule. You will be her slut, her slave, her puppet. Do you both understand me? Yes, yes mistress. They both responded almost in unison. Oh, and Mikey, tomorrow, when the court case begins, you will listen patiently to all my witnesses. And when the trial is over, you will decide in my favor and give me a huge financial settlement. Huge. Understand? Yes, mistress. He responded between the licks and kisses on his wife's flawless ass. Evelina stopped in front of Avignon and entwined her fingers in the woman's blonde hair. She pulled the unresisting woman toward her and kissed her placing her open mouth over the hypnotized blondes. A huge orgasmic scream echoed deep from within Avignon. Then, in reaction to his wife's vocal surrender, Mike ejaculated on the carpeted floor. Evelina smiled in triumph and stepped back. Now, my dear little slaves, when I leave, Neither of you will remember that I was here, but you cannot forget any of my instructions. They are embedded in your subconscious, and if I ever say the word slut-slave to either of you, either in person or over the phone, you will again fall into this helpless hypnotic spell, and again be under my total control. Yes, yes mistress. mistress, the two excitedly responded, each becoming more and more aroused by Mike's ass-worship. When I count to three, you will be awake but unable to stop what you're doing and fall to the floor and have the most satisfying and amazing sex you have ever experienced in your life. But deep in your mind, you will never forget my commands. Evelina put on her shoes and walked toward the door, and as she closed it behind her, counted. One, two, three, awake, and slammed it shut. The two hypnoslaves fell to the floor in each other's arms. The next morning, the defense attorney was surprised that his favorite judge was not deciding objections in his client's favor anymore. And at 11.30, when the testimony concluded, he simply said, I find for the plaintiff. And the amount of the fine made his jaw drop in startled amazement. Evelina's attorney, too, was amazed at the rapid reversal of fortunes in the trial. But he knew better than to ever question the amazing power of his client. He just shook her hand and walked out of the courtroom. Evelina walked up to the bench and shook the judge's hand. Thank you, Senator, she said. 
Mike had a puzzled look on his face, but then thought a moment. It would be nice to run for office, he thought. 